Hello. See, every, well, two, I, we're all sort of in different backgrounds. Lauren, you switch the images, I think, every week. Uh, Vatsal uh, and I are in London, Ontario right now. So uh, took a trip back home from, from Toronto to London, uh, which is wonderful. I'm sitting currently in Innovation Works, which was the home of where SpeakAI was born and where we have all worked. Uh, and so it's a beautiful co-working space dedicated to social enterprise and, and innovation and is open back up with everything, um, you know, sort of changing and, and improving here and just wonderful place to be. I feel uh, light, I feel happy and so many good people in the space that I don't always get to see anymore. Um, as, as many of you may know, uh, Vatsal and I are in Toronto right now and it was an interesting time in how it all, but we, we love London and I miss London very much. So um, we might do this a little bit shorter today. I'm sorry, I know I'm talking again. Vatsal, you see now, you may go one more thing. Uh, this is office hours five, <laughs> office hours five, yes, yeah. So. Um, we have a lot on the go this weekend, this week, this uh, starting next week. So this one's probably going to be a little bit short, but I think part of the, what we talked about is wanting to build this habit and keep this keep this going and making sure that we're creating updates. And uh, and I'm, so I'm really happy that Matzel and Lauren have joined here today. And I said, if you guys don't join, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. So I'm gonna talk to myself, and hopefully you <laughs> actually watch this back. So I'll shut up for a second. Matzel, yeah. Lauren, I guess any 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 thoughts right off the top, and then let's let's just talk about this sort of topic that's on our mind right now. Lauren. Uh, well, I helped out a bit with the uh, cleaning up the transcript this morning. I was actually quite impressed with the uh, the editing of the um, like the new features for actually editing the transcript. It was very clean. Um, so yeah, good work, guys. I'm uh, excited to mm -hmm. use that some more. And uh, I don't know. I enjoy editing a transcript. I don't know if people really enjoy it, but it is, <laughs> you know, it's attention to detail. It's data entry, which is a part of accounting. So. I, uh, I'm already in the swing of that anyway, so I'm looking forward to doing more of that. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you, Lauren. I really appreciate that. It's thanks to the whole team, actually. Tara team, everyone worked very hard to uh, bring that system up because like there are many systems available, but like I don't know how did you how do you feel when you were trying to edit the audio or video uh, using that new feature? What we what we have at Speakia is like you know how how was how were your feelings like was that easy? Is like hard to understand? Uh, did anyone explain to you before uh, you went to the transcript editor that that mode? Or it's like, did you read the instruction? Did you use the shortcuts? What we have? How, how was that experience? If you can talk about a, a little bit. No, I didn't really read any instructions. I kind of went into a blind. There's a uh -huh. bunch of like shortcuts that I know we've been talking about, and I kind of saw that like on the video to the left, and I didn't mm -hmm. use that. I just kind of scrolled to where I had to go and did my thing. But yeah, it's. Uh, it was good. It was. I was surprised by like how fast uh, all the PDF and doc uh, export as well. It was quite. Uh, I was impressed. Yeah. Perfect. I, I don't think you've ever been forced to do too many transcripts, Lauren. But uh, now that we've now that I've seen the new system, and then thinking back of the days of what we used to do with the double click and like ever. Oh my God! I just. I can't believe I yeah you know I always I guess just tell this story quickly because we don't share that publicly we had a wonderful person on our team helping us out named Silas and Silas had to edit the transcript once using the interface uh, I think 45 minutes maybe an hour and uh, by the end of it our Vatsal and I were in the room maybe Lauren you were there too and we just heard like <laughs> just smashing the table and this is a nice awesome guy and just like you know at one point just i gotta go for a walk guys like that it was this horrible frustrating experience and dealing with media dealing with transcription dealing with all this stuff is not 
not an easy thing. So I'm really glad to see um, some big improvements and everyone's worked hard on it. I will say the transcribers have worked really hard on it. Um, we have some wonderful people who've been helping us out and giving us feedback um, in real time, amazingly. Things obviously to make their job better, but also because they deeply care about making our system better, but also just, I agree, Lauren, like there's some, uh, transcribing in a way is actually like, there's, it's a, there's some art and science to it. Uh, and like uh, human language is so complex. And that's something that we've you know come across as we've moved into, of course, always, we've always known that from our automated transcription, but now this human augmentation, how many nuances there are in language, how much understanding you actually need to have. And that's why I've said this a couple of times and maybe you have any thoughts. I'd love, you haven't heard your prediction back, but like, when does automated transcription actually capable of replacing human transcription? And, and my belief, especially after seeing some of our, our work the last couple of weeks, it's a lot further away than most people think um, because it, human language is just so complex. Yeah, that's, that's very true. The, the complexity of the language, the pronunciations, the accent is, is very tough. And even if the, the audio and video clip is not that accurate, you know, the, the, the frequency of that clip is not enough to listen back uh, to identify 100% transcription, even with the human. Uh, the, to do with the same thing with the machine is very difficult. Uh, it's like, yeah, if, if it is a very English, US or Canada accent, then it makes sense sometimes. But if it's like the overlap uh, between the two, uh, you know, persons, then it's very difficult to identify those moments. And even the words and a couple of words, uh, I think we had that conversations, but like, I heard something different. It's like, I asked you, it's like, Tyler, it's like, is, do you do you heard the same thing? It's like, is that different? So it's like very difficult to understand sometimes the pronunciations of those speakers if they are not, you know, from coming from that background. So that is very difficult. And the prediction, I don't know. It's like if that audio clip, the accent, the pronunciations are not proper. I don't know, it's like next five years maybe or next at least 10 years, you don't see the accurate 100% transcription doing by machine. It's like, yes, we need the human element in that to identify those gaps to yeah to get that accurate transcription i think so lauren any predictions from you um well what's that one law of about uh technology advancing it's like one moore's law moore's law like doubles every year and a half or so but that Moore's is law, more of the electronic side, cheap side. So it's and Moore's law sense. actually, believe, came to an end uh, this year or last year. It was the first. Uh, it, I, I should be saying this without 100% verification. I love Moore's law, and that was such an inspiring thing. But I think they're finally hit this uh, spot where that stopped compounding in the same way. The laws um, of diminishing returns, maybe. Yeah. I, so the 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 part that was interesting that stuck out to some feedback that we got about a transcript was context and that part is i think one of the bigger gaps that we're gonna you know we talk about again complexity of human language but it's also the complexity of conversation and understanding of meaning within within that conversation so what is very hard for a machine to do is is say okay above mentioned in this conversation was this topic or this item and so now when we look lower, you know, much farther down into the conversation and something's mentioned that sounded like another word, but if we knew had the context that we would know that they're maybe talking about uh, the word that was mentioned before, 
it would then make that override. But that's very complex. That's very complex for a human to make that decision, especially with not fully audible, uh, you know, uh, mention or pronunciation of a word. And and that's going to be very difficult for a machine. And what is the confidence that that it knows that it should even make that override, or how does it signal? that it should even be a suggestion that there's an override of that. So that was the thing that really stuck out to me is how do we account for context through through machine, uh, you know, through machine, through speech to text, but then a, a much deeper level that's actually needed to do this um, well without without people being involved. Yeah, I think so context is very important, but at the same time to understand why I'm saying it's 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 like the another side of the story is like for the human, even like when we like listening the one hour audio clip or video clip, we might miss some context in the beginning of the conversation. It's like, is this the same point as like the different uh, point that now talking about? So it's like, it's very difficult to understand in terms of the machine, but also with the human element, uh, the, what you say is like the complexity and the, the understanding yeah. of the context, because that yeah. as a human, we, we talk a lot of different angles and different touch points and we change very rapidly. And that's like, it. Yeah. And when you're talking to a, when you're talking to another person, at least you try to like, uh, especially we have a couple Tim between Tim and I, very associative thinkers on our team. So as we start speaking, more thoughts come. And then if you're looking at the person, you're hoping that they're following you and then you can loop it back around. But that sometimes, uh, I mean, you guys have seen probably even anyone who's watched office hours, sometimes those loops take a long time. <laughs> to come back around and it doesn't always necessarily hit home and make sense the way you think. So if, if I can lose Lauren and Vassal and Tim speaking, who are some of the smartest people I know and also are, are deeply involved in this, it's probably very easy to lose a machine uh, during those thought processes as well too. And this one other part that I, I was thinking about was Lauren and I were talking about it a bit, but just uh, that idea of when you write and it, you feel good in the moment, but then you go and review it the next day and you realize how many mistakes you've made or how incoherent it was. Uh, so that's something really fascinating to me, both from a conversation part that sometimes you're incoherent, but also from a transcriber perspective, looking at going through, for example, an hour and a half of a transcription, thinking that you caught everything, but during that process, your mind has such a cognitive load by the end, you're pretty exhausted and you can't necessarily make the same good decision-making throughout or process from an overview. Um, so I'll stop there. I'm not sure if you guys have any thoughts on that. Well, that's a, that's a big part of accounting too. Uh, not so much within language, it's more just, you know, taking a look back, auditing yourself and looking at what the hell was I thinking two weeks ago? Why did I put that there? And then you make your change. Um, so all this uh, technology here is a great way to audit yourself constantly, you know, improve upon yourself and think like, you know, why, why did I say it like this? Why did I write like this back then? What was wrong with me? Uh, which kind of comes in the context of like the emotional analysis that we have of like, what, what mood was I in at that time? Like why, what was the cause of me, you know, making this mistake here or there? And, you know, what can I do differently now? Yeah, that's, that's a very good point because like, when we write even let's say accounting, the finance or the transcription or the code, there are many nodes are connected with each other that can be, how was your day? How was your morning? It's like, you know, how did you react with something happening on that day? It's like the same story in, even into the coding, right? Because for example, if we, if we write some, if I personally write something and if I check that code after a week, I'm like, 
why why did i write in such a way that it's like that doesn't make sense even to me sometimes right because you always try to improve than what was before that can be if lauren you might have more experience when you write a book it's like i think i can improve better than this and there is always a way there is always a scope of that one person improvement uh, i think so even with the with the transcription context when they go over the transcription that might be the exhausted but if they look at on the next day the words or that couple of pronunciations might be different then it's like oh i missed this here so it's like that make so much sense i think so yeah i think you know we talked about how how do we ensure the quality because a lot of people who are now coming to us to get transcriptions cleaned up with automated not being enough because they're either professionally pub publishing professional content or they're sharing research they expect it to be at a very high level of quality so we need to figure out you know how can we ensure that now i personally believe especially as you know related to trans you know transcription but coding and writing is sometimes you get you give through so much effort throughout the actual in, initial process you do need a whole other day to go back or you even need someone else to review it that's why I, I, there's not that many people i believe who probably i mean there's lots of people who self-publish but a lot they always a lot of people get other people to come and edit that you know, you need that fresh mind, you need that other perspective to come in and actually look and, and really take a little bit more of an objective or detached approach because it's hard when you get lost, lost in your own thing. And I don't know that's so why this is actually I just wondering, but like one of the things that made me think about is like sometimes when you're you're in a you're fired up and you have an email, uh, you know, if you've gotten a little upset or something or emotional or high, high intensity, you change your email writing. And then, and then the rule that I learned through my career was always wait 24 hours. Do not send that, Tyler, if you're angry, do not send that email. Yeah. And I just wonder, and that's been a great lesson. So anyone who, who does it, if you're angry with uh, writing an email, wait a day. Uh, but that's, have you, have you ever angrily written code? And what happens? What happens when you're intense or hot with code? Is that it ever happened? Wow. That, uh, now I've had that question before. <laughs> uh, Actually, if I am in that sort of a mood, I would rather write a code in sort of the flow or the flow chart I draw or write a code in my notebook instead of writing the actual code. Because what I do in those situations is like when I put into the notebook, I know what exactly I have to execute. Because what happened if I put into the code base, you might miss the many, many conditions and many situations how the code is connected with each other. So I, I, I never did, and I don't know if I will do in the future, but it's like what I would do is like, I would write into the notebook. So I'm not touching the code base. I'm resolving the point or the, the actual thing which I wanted to work upon. And on the next day, I go back and see, okay, this is the flow which I wrote when I was hard. I was like, you know, I had the, uh, the anger or so anything. So I think so that's the thing what I follow is like, no, don't touch the code base unless until you're confident that you can execute it very well. <laughs> First drafts are very important, pretty much with yeah. any sort of work, really. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, I guess we'll maybe, you know, we, we, our goal is to keep this short. This has been a fun conversation already, though. So I, you know, it got out of control a bit. But like my, my guess, I just will touch on my hope is that someday someone will be trying to figure out this process or, um, you know, having struggles with this. And like, this is actually maybe a helpful resource. So, a couple of things that I'm just thinking from what are the challenges that we've actually seen throughout this process from taking audio and video, uh, putting it, running it through an automated transcription, 
and then getting it to um, a human to come clean it up. It's so weird when you say like a human, it's got a human, get a, a, a flesh machine, a biological machine to come clean it up and then produce a high quality final output. And I'll just touch quickly and feel encouraged to add anything along this pipeline of what we've seen is really important. First one being high audio quality. At a core level, if there's low audio quality, the transcription from the automated transcription will cause a lot of problems. And we've seen a lot of happiness from high quality automated transcriptions when transcribers come and look at it. They say, holy shit, oh, I almost swore. This is really accurate. And that it makes them happy. Um, that's great, but low quality, I bet you will spend way more time editing it than if you had even done it from scratch. So I think that's a big one that we've seen. You mentioned it before, Vatil, was crosstalk. So um, if people are talking over each other, it's almost inaudible. It's inaudible from a machine standpoint. And it's very hard to deal with from a people standpoint. Uh, so that's another thing. In this case, I'm just going to go back to my second point. I'm using a webcam uh, microphone. So I'm guessing my audio quality from this one is degraded. Degradated, Lauren? Degradated? Yes, can I? Uh, uh, deeply from what I usually have. Uh, and so they'll, I'll run this through Speak After, and the, the transcription quality is going to be lower. And it would take them longer to clean up the transcription. So even small shifts in a webcam to the microphone that's usually used has a significant impact. Even compression of the file type uh, of when it comes in. Is it a raw wave file versus a, a very heavily compressed MP3? Two other things I, I'll just add quickly. Speaker identification just doesn't seem to be there yet in terms of speech to text. There's some incredible systems out there that are, are trying our absolute best, but it's still a very hard thing, especially when there's multiple speakers who have the same, for example, two female speakers, two male speakers, or just any, any of the same tonality. And then in the final part of that process is, okay, great. Maybe you have high quality audio, speakers don't talk over each other and they sound different. So you got good speaker identification there's still going to be inaccuracies in unique terms, language, you know, specific terms, names and stuff. And if the system to then clean up the tra automated transcript to get to the, the professional level is a difficult thing to work with, it makes it a miserable task for the transcribers. Uh, and that's what no one wants because these are good people who want, you know, to just do their work and be in flow state as they go through the transcription. So those are just a couple of things that I'm saying, that's all. And then Lauren, I don't know if you guys have seen anything that, that sticks out to you of how to improve this process or what needs to be taken care of to do this right. With, with the speaker labels, what is the interesting thing uh, in, on the engineering side, what we implement is like identifying the channel. So I know we are talking with the three different channel. So that is quite a bit improvement we see in terms of the development and the engineering side but yeah if it is a crossover or maybe the same frequency something happen in the background noise then you might see the mismatch between the speaker labels but there is a pretty good on the engineering side with the identifying the channel and understand who is talking where and when that is pretty much i think so the accurate but the point where is again like the cross talk over or like anything else that is the pretty much issue with the speaker label. And in terms of the implement, what I think so we are trying to do is like re-verify the transcription again to make that touch of better or accurate with what it was before. So it's like, that's, I think, so what we are trying to implement with our current system. So we can give the, yeah, it's like the more accurate transcription yeah. at the end. Uh, Mark? So we recently got rid of the, uh 
uh, video analysis um, just because it wasn't really uh, worth it. Um, but as far as like speaker labeling, have you found that it's uh, gotten better or worse since we've just gone to straight audio or is it, has it made any sort of difference whatsoever? It, I don't think it has made a difference. That's only you would probably agree because the, 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 in, the inference hasn't come from the speaker on, for example, there's no connection right now between the speaking, speaking in the audio and then who's on the screen. Like it would make sense if there was that connection there, but that's just not happening from a technological standpoint. So we've actually seen, I would actually say we've seen improvement in the core audio analysis and speech to text accuracy that's made it better, but there's still some pretty significant gaps there across all systems. Um, one thing I'll just add that I thought was very fascinating, which we thought was going to be a helpful for the process and we wanted to speed up the workflow for human transcribers and also for ourselves was when you replace the speaker that it would replace across the entire system so that you would save all this time and say, oh, I don't have to keep labeling this person over and over again. But what happened was transcribers and us relied too much on the machine to get the speaker identification right. And we then had multiple errors in the final output because it's like, oh, I rely on this technology. They told me it's this speaker. And because you didn't have to manually verify, you didn't do sort of your full due diligence or pay attention to it fully. And that led to several errors where, you know, an interviewer is talk, asking a question, but it's labeled as the interviewee. And if you're the end person who actually is doing the research and all of a sudden you're like, why is the interviewee asking this question? That's gonna be a big interrupt in your workflow. And then also your confidence in the final output of the system. So. Um, that was, I mean, it's a wake up call for us and hopefully again, anyone who's trying to figure this out is that there's a lot that needs to go into that. And so in this new system, we've updated it and removed the ability to, um, change all speakers and update them across the entire system because it takes the onus off the manual transcriber and then leads to, leads to errors. Yeah. And also like another, what we discussed about, like we found like, I think so two major issues with the the current system what we have is like one is like the speaker label but tala you might be agree with me it's like speaker label when we do that it just again i don't know we i, I think i personally identify when it's only the crossover between the speakers if it is a three or two but other than that it's pretty straightforward because it's might like oh you jump on just for a second it's like oh really and it's like i continue my oh, my conversations again that is that maybe a second or two that change frequent change might affect the speaker labels but i think so we we almost uh, mitigate that issue so that is that is a good and another issue we've identified is that very minor places where you miss the actual word or because you might miss the context around that yeah i actually think that's been one of the things and i you know for some people i hope whoever's watching this will probably find this interesting so i'm glad these have been we've had very intense uh nitty-gritty discussions on this stuff so uh i hope this is interesting this is interesting to someone out there whoever stumbles across this <laughs> but like even even that like uh when a, another speaker for example interviewer and interviewee and the interviewer the interviewee is making a point and the interviewer says yeah and you're like, oh my God, I need to make that a whole new segment because that's a new speaker now. And that now I need to make sure that it's timestamped properly and everything that adds a lot of work. And, and in, a, in an environment where it's like, you know, like you want to be as efficient as possible, these micro actions really add up. So what could, could be, if you just avoided every time an interviewer said, yeah, 
you'd probably sh save five minutes off of every hour that you were doing. And that's a lot, especially if you're just trying to be efficient and productive and get through as many as possible. Uh, so that was, that's another thing that's really interesting is how do you manage that? And then when, when, even if someone goes, yeah, huh, do you add that as a, yeah, like there's this subjective element to when is the whole yeah word formed? And it's very fascinating. Sometimes the automated uh, machine will say, oh, they said, yeah, there. So then that's very likely to trigger the human to say, okay, if it spelled out, yeah, I'm going to have to, you know, make this a new segment. But uh, I, I feel like if the machine didn't say, didn't generate the word that they're not going to create a new segment because it was so minimal. So just a very subjective moment sometimes that's actually coming out and then also somewhat being dictated by the technology and the results of the technology. Again, hope that's fascinating to someone. It is to me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I have nothing more to say. I think yeah. this is this is 30 minutes on how to uh, transcribe things better. Uh, but it's not a just a, I'll just just to make this. I shouldn't underplay it. This is really important. This is important for data analysis. This is important for professional publishing of content. And if that's all says we're looking five to ten years away um, from getting to that, which I fully believe. This is going to be important for a long time to figure out this process and do it as, as best as possible. So um, we really do care about this and, and see this as a valuable thing that needs to continue to grow in scope and efficiency and scale over the next five, 10 years. Uh, and probably even a little bit beyond that, just because humans are so complex, they're so intelligent, and there's so much context and things in language that we just can't comprehend yet. Uh, it's only going to get uh, more and more complicated as uh, as things change like i was thinking um i've seen like technology come out from google here and there about uh two different people two different languages uh talking with one another and like uh not transcribes it's um translate translates yeah while they're talking with each other i was other. almost gonna ask that question that was my next point is like i know we are talking about the one language so far but when it's like the two or three different people talking or maybe two different languages and maybe it's like you know we are talking i know we are talking in english but it's like that can be the element of the hindi language or that can be element of the french language so then it can be a nightmare to translate and transcribe the whole media because either you have to do either full in english or maybe translate the full media into the english and then transcribe or i don't know it's like just identify the one language if you want to do the transcription so I don't even want to that think about really that right now. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm good with English right now. I cannot, uh, that is enough complexity. And I would say that. So even like the part that I hear you and you're, you know, talk to friends too, is like the, the constant switching back between like Hindi or, or Gujarati and English as well too. So switching um, back and forth mid, mid sentence or Lauren, as you yeah. like sort of indicated nicely, which is like also the growing, uh, um, words and vocabulary that's added every year. Uh, you know, like there's the diction, diction, whatever that uh, Webster's dictionary, and like every year they need to add new language that just emerged that year. And um, I just, this is stupid, but like this year I'm thinking this AMC, this GME stock thing, and it's like stocks, stuff, you know, and it's like these words didn't weren't existent, and now all of a sudden you need to have cultural understanding and relevance to even be able to to comprehend that and there's probably a lot of conversations right now where people are saying stonks and machines are like what the hell is going on and only people who follow reddit and all these things understand so there's uh 
Yeah, very interesting point. Uh, yeah, we got we got some work to do. <laughs> There'll be a need for uh, meme translators soon. Meme translators. Yeah, exactly. So um, the whole category of words that emerges all the time and abbreviations and all this stuff. So um, yeah, that's what you gave me fear when you were talking about other languages. Uh, I, you know, because, that's because <laughs> what I'm trying. What I'm trying uh, on the research side right now is like. That's exactly what I was trying because after seeing that English transcription issue, what I was trying to do is like I have a couple of video clips and audio, sorry, audio clips, which has like the elements of Hindi, English and Gujarati. And I'm trying to transcribe that and trans translate that and then transcribe that. And you have you have no idea how it's one one minute clip, but it might take at least 10 to 15 minutes to work on that and identify one language it might be just transcribed yeah. into the English because the language is so complex and the grammatical if you if you're using three language it's like if it is an english the grammatical sentence might be way more different than maybe the hindi french gujarati any other languages so mm. it's like hi how yeah. are you that is a way more different than in hindi as french so that's a very then, yeah <laughs> well even because a big part of speak is also the analysis so then you yes. have to do multi-language analysis as well too and then sentiment just as an example and then we talked about this i think one other time in office hours but like there's words in the german language that there's no other translation for in multiple languages right like it's like speak a sanskrit yeah. sanskrit is like even in the sanskrit it's a it's a I don't know how many words we can understand. I mean, yes, obviously we have the dictionary of Sanskrit to English, but if it is that those elements into the audio clip, oh my God, I don't know. It's like either someone has to understand first Sanskrit, then transcribe, translate, and then transcribe. So, and then analysis part, what you touch upon is just the yeah. complete different story. <laughs> Yeah, well, we might not be able to take this on all by ourselves. <laughs> might, need, might need a little help. It's a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. There's been years and years of work to get to where we are today from a technological standpoint, not from us, from pioneers in, in language technology and innovation. It, it's truly mind blowing, uh, you know, what's been done and, and where we are. So I think I'm good on my side. I think this was, I, 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 you know, I was I was a little tired here and I, I know we got lots going on, but this is so much fun every time. And I really enjoy what we talk about. And I always feel energy after. So um, Lauren Batchel, anything that you wanted to, uh, I guess, try to try to close out uh, this conversation with today? I'm excited to see where the technology takes us. I'm always, uh, always excited to hear what you guys are uh, researching on and, um, yeah, this is fun. I'll just talk to, uh, some more. Good. Yeah, looking forward to more talk. It's like it's time to execute it. That's beautiful. Okay, I'm I'm not I'm gonna shut up then. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate this very much. Have a good rest of the afternoon, guys. We'll see you a little bit later, but uh, let's let's execute on this bad boy. All right. Take care. Thank you so much.